What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the No Bad Dogs podcast with me, Tom Davis, America's Canine Educator, the podcast where we love, live, and of course, work with dogs. So today I'm going to do something I haven't done before, which uh, I recorded audio from one of my online clients' uh, training session. Um, she was having issues with her collies, uh, or one of her collies reacting on the leash. Um, and so I basically had recorded the entire conversation. Um, it's it's actually pretty informative. So it's like any other session that I've done, except uh, I've never actually done audio uh, sessions. So it's pretty informative. I cut out any jargon and things that uh, weren't that weren't that uh, topic based. So you guys can really enjoy the full thing from start to finish. And I hope that you enjoy it. And if you do, let me know. Send me a message on Instagram at Tom Davis, um, or you could just uh, rate it in the i in the uh, whatever podcast platform that you have, and let me know how you, what you think because. If you guys like this stuff, I'll continue, and I have a lot of online clients, so I can record a lot more. So um, thank you guys for listening, and this is uh, one of my clients from Cincinnati. Hello, hello. Hi. How are you? Uh, just trying to figure out how to FaceTime. Did you figure it out? I Well, I'm on here. I see you. Yeah, I can see you too. Okay. <laughs> Good. Well, it's Karen. Hey, Karen. Nice to uh, meet you. Nice to meet you, too. Um, so, um, I have uh, two rough collars. This, I don't know. I'm just not very good at this at all. Does that make, that makes me go away even more, doesn't it? <laughs> God. Oh, my daughter tells That's me. That's good. I, there you go. Okay. My daughter tells me I suck at FaceTime. So, <laughs> anyway. Um, so, anyway, I have two rough collars. Um, and I just want to tell you that. What made me pick up the phone and call you is that I've looked, you know, on YouTube, new to YouTube. I thought YouTube was for, I don't know, kitten videos and porn. I, I mean, that's, that's what I thought it was for. But anyway, I, I looked and looked, and you had a video that you posted in October of 2017 mm -hmm. where you compared a Chevy truck mechanic to a Ford truck mechanic. Mm -hmm. I have a Chevy whose name is Cisco, and I have a Ford, and his name is Ranger. <laughs> and okay. I have been taking him to a Chevy place. <laughs> right. <clears throat> Which I have made a change, mainly because he was kicked out of class, but anyway. <laughs> Cisco, and, and what's the other dog's name? Ranger. Ranger, okay. Ranger's five, Cisco is three. And they are both uh, rough collies. Okay. 
So explain to me a little bit about what's going on. Okay. Well, the, the, the main problem with Ranger, and I'm hoping if this problem is corrected, other things will, you know, kind of fall into place, is that he is very, very least reactive when we go to a walk in a park, especially in a park. Mm-hmm. Um, we're on a trail. Another dog is coming. He just goes all, I didn't, he just goes all Cujo. I didn't realize how young you were. You probably don't know who Cujo is. I do. I have a St. Bernard. Oh. <laughs> so I know a lot okay. about Stephen King. Okay. So you get all the Beethoven jokes. Mm-hmm. I get all the yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I was just really kind of impressed. I, I don't know what kind of um, sorcery ha- have you read? Like some, you have like a Rosetta Bone <laughs> program. Mm-hmm. You try <laughs> to learn how to talk to these dogs. Uh, chasing cars is a problem. Mm. Uh, I mean, I've worked on it, tried. I mean, I want to chase the damn cars by now. I'm just, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, so they're reactive on the leash to. Yeah specifically dogs or everything or no dogs dogs sometimes um sometimes trucks i'm on the phone jerry oh i can't talk to you for about an hour just leave me alone (laughs) (laughs) oh you weren't going to talk to me oh okay (laughs) um so uh yeah it's it's mainly uh mainly dogs sometimes uh cars but not as much very very people friendly Never, he has never been in a fight. Mm. I, um, I think, oh, hi, Ranger. Um, so, um, and he's never bitten anybody. He's very, very people friendly, very, very good with kids. Yeah. Um, it's mainly just dogs. Now, he has been, um, kind of attacked himself. Um, I don't know, in this dog class I was going to, there was an Angolian Shepherd, there was a female Roddy. There was a female. Um, I'll, you may want to leave Ranger up here. Ranger, come here. Come here. Down. Good boy. Um, so he has kind of been attacked. He's had, he's even been attacked by one of my son's dogs. We have um, a lot of herding breeds in our family. Each of my kids have two dogs. Uh, one has two cattle dogs. The other one has two cattle dogs. Border Collie, Australian Shepherd. Mm-hmm. So, and he is frequently around uh, my brother-in-law's Siberian Husky, mm-hmm. Alaskan Malamute, no problems. The only problem that we have with the dogs is um, my son's Red Healer uh, has definitely <clears throat> got some problems. His Bitten Ranger uh, come away with a bunch of white fur, you know, in his mouth. So mm-hmm. it didn't you know, happens once, right? right? You know, happens twice, shame on me. So that just doesn't, right. isn't allowed anymore. So your main concern um, with both of them is when you're out on a walk and they're, they're reactive to ca- cars passing. Uh, and- Cisco, Cisco is not. Cisco okay. is good. Okay. Uh, it's just Ranger. Okay. So um, Ranger is reactive to cars, dogs, anything now, else? Um, Nothing. Okay. I mean, so, he's good. so right now, um, with Ranger, what are you, when you're out on your walk, what are you doing, uh, to, to try to correct the behavior? First of all, I have a Herm Springer 2.25. Perfect. Stainless steel prong collar. I have a good six foot leather leash that you can see is well worn. Perfect. 
Um, and I fit this right behind his neck, Good. right behind his ears. <clears throat> and I, I get the concept. Now, when we are on a structured walk, mm -hmm. this has made a 95% difference. Right. I get it where I just hold it in my left hand, almost like it's on a plate. And I just barely have to use my ring finger and my um, pinky finger just to put gentle pressure, mm -hmm. no jerking or anything, uh, when we're on a structured walk to get him to heal. I can, I can move around when we're in a park. I make him jump up on rocks to go over swing sets. Good. We leave in and out between trees. Um, I have this little thing where I walk the alphabet to make him, you know, go go around with me. Good, and that's what um, you mean by structured. You're you're going out and you're doing yeah. stuff. Yep. It's yeah. Good. There's no. There's no. Because I do go to. Um, I go to rally classes. There's my little rally book. Cool. Yeah, that it's, makes things fun. Which is uh, actually put out by some woman who uh, trained St. Bernard's in California. Oh, cool. Yeah, she's a, let's see, she's a St. Bernard rescue. Her dogs are Hummer and Tundra. One's won 107 performance titles. So anyway, we wow. do that. Um, That's good. So it sounds like you're doing everything right. You have the, the right equipment. Um Sounds like you know what you're doing, which is a step of the step ahead. So right now, explain to me when you see another dog, what's happening? Okay, when I see another dog, I I I do not just go away. Okay, mm -hmm. when I see another dog and I know one is coming, as long as I think that dog is okay, long, as yep. long as it's not. Like you know, 150 pound Great Dane on a flex le flex leash. Right. I, you know, we we go toward we go toward the scary thing for a few seconds. We turn around and walk away from the scary thing. I, I do not make him just sit. Um, I tell the other owner, uh, you know, just keep walking past us. Don't 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 sit. Don't stop. Yeah. Don't tell me how pretty my dog is. Don't ask a pet. Don't give me any lasting stories. Just keep walking. Right. That's what we try to do. Good. And he barks very loudly, uh, pulls, and and then when we get past the dog, you know, then that's pretty much okay. pretty much it. I want to kind of rewind just a little bit. Um, so when you're out in your walk, it sounds like you're doing everything good, which is awesome. Um, you're, you're going forward, you're disengaging, uh, you're going back and forth to try to stop the reactivity. And right. how bad is it? I mean, is he barking, lunging, growling? What's what's happening? He, he doesn't growl. He barks. Okay. Um, you can kind of see his eyes fixate on something. Sure. Uh, fixate on the dog. Um, I can't really tell exactly what his tail's doing because he's an eighty pound. He's he's a very large collie. Mm. Okay. So, but his tail does curl up, and he just he just barks and pulls. Wouldn't even say blind. She pulls. So during that time, is your um, so you have a heel command? It sounds like, right? Yes, I've got pretty good uh, basic uh, obedience, and um, uh, yes. So he completely just decides to. He's not paying attention to me, and I don't use food during those right you know encounters. Right. So he's completely disengaging from you and and not paying attention. Um, right. What I would suggest is practicing uh and you have both dogs with you is that correct 
No, I, I only walk one dog at a time Good. because when they're both together, all they do is pay attention to each other. Mm-hmm. If I'm out, you know, trying to work on a, a lesson from dog class or whatever we're doing, I take one at a time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. That's a good idea. So what I would do is is go out and does it depend on the other dog or is it every single time? It's reactivity every time. It's when we're on a walk on a trail and another dog is coming toward us. It's pretty much every every single time. Okay. He's also very reactive to dogs that are just on TV. You have mm. no idea. I, I can't watch a Westminster show mm. or anything. You know, he's very reactive to what what's on TV. Yeah. <clears throat> no sound; it's just a picture. You know, right? So, um, when you are walking towards the dog and and <clears throat> Ranger starts to react, what type of correction are you delivering to to disengage, and what are you saying to to him when you, when this happens? Uh, well, when I first see him uh, looking at an, at another dog, I mean, I, if it's just like general curiosity, like, mm-hmm. you know, looking all around. Mm-hmm. But if I see him, you know, fixating on another dog, I put pressure to the, I, when I put this uh, uh, the, collar on the, him. The prong put, collar. Yeah, like the prong collar. Um, I put it so the D ring is like this. So I, when I correct him, yep. you know, it is this way. So I put pressure on the leash mm-hmm. and I give, I say, leave it. Okay. Now that pressure, is it slow and steady? Um, slow, steady. I don't, I, I don't go like this. Okay. okay. I go, I, I pull on it like this. Now when he pulls, I mean mm-hmm. that that's where there's the most pressure mm-hmm. and maybe when, uh, you know, he's barking and going nuts. I, I probably am pulling on it too, just because he's 80 pounds and I'm trying to make sure, yeah. you know, we just get past the other dog. Yeah. So what I would do actually is <clears throat> interesting concept. So I'm trying to find some sort of, um, I'm, cause it sounds like everything that you're doing is perfect, Karen, to be honest, but I'm trying to find some sort of uh, loophole that, um, is the, is the factor of like why the reactivity continues to happen. And I think that the, the correction that you're giving is, is that. And so in my experience, you have like the perfect setup, you have a nice leather leash, you have the 2.25 prong collar. Um, and what that prong collar does, as you know, is when it comes up and it, and it delivers that correction, these, these prongs are uncomfortable, but they're not, uncomfortable to a point where the dog's going to to disengage completely when the pressure just is applied a little bit. Okay. So I tell my clients all the time that like what you just did with that prong collar is if you take it and you extend it all the way out and you pull that half D ring out and your prong collar is fully extended, you know what I mean? Yeah. Then you can't get a correction after that because it's the mechanics of the prong collar. So you take the, you take the half D ring, you pull it all the way out till it can't, can't basically slide anymore with the chain and that at that moment you can't apply any more correction to the dog they can just pull right through it so what happens is is they basically say okay I'm at the end of the prong I'm just going to keep pushing through it because if your dog has any type of coat then they're going to right so they're going to pull right through it so that pressure is really not a correction it kind of turns into a flat collar because the prongs are 
you know, they're not sharp, they're rounded. So, so even on my skin, like if I, if I put it on my neck and I just push forward and somebody holds the other end, it doesn't apply a correction. It just applies pressure. And in a, in a dog, if they have really deep coats, it's, it's just this, it's the same appliance as a, as a, as a flat collar, okay, which won't disengage the dog. So the good thing is, is that's the, you're doing everything perfect, but the good thing is, is that's probably one of the main reasons why your dog's not deactivating off of the reactivity because okay. the correction you're providing isn't enough to, or isn't anything to, to disengage the dog. So, so when I like give that prong collar a pop, right. which is what I try to do, mm-hmm. I mean, that's pretty much. Yeah. So I can tell you that, um, the majority and the good thing about doing these online stuff is um, I, I didn't always do online stuff. I, I worked in my facility for a long time. So I have statistics in my brain of like what's happening and what dog owners typically will do, which gives you the benefit of the doubt, because um, that's really what what I'm here for is to give you my experiences and, and what's worked and what hasn't worked. And that's one of the hardest things that dog owners have a problem with is applying the right correction at the right time. And that can go so many different ways. And there's a lot of variables to that because that's one of the main reasons why a lot of, um, let's say one dimensional dog trainers or new dog trainers who don't like using aversive tools or any tools in general. Um, that's one disadvantage that we have as balanced dog trainers or people who actually take advantage of equipment is, is if you don't do it right, you can either, there's two things that'll happen is it'll make it worse or it won't do anything at all. And then you become frustrated and then you go out of your way to maybe do something different that isn't the right thing to do. So when you're doing that correction, you, you basically want to get the dog's attention and you want to correct the dog out of the behavior. So on my recent uh, YouTube video, I believe I, at the end of my video, I, I pull out a chair and I put a leash on the chair and I show people the differences between the right way and not necessarily the wrong way, but the not effective way to correct a dog with, the, with any type of collar. Even if you're using a flat collar or even a harness, it doesn't matter. So, and that's a really good point is like, it doesn't matter what collar you're using when you're using a physical collar. Cause the only, the only, um, the only thing I wouldn't would say this wouldn't apply to is the e-collar, obviously, because you're not connected to anything. But every other correction that you give on any equipment, whether it's flat collar, harness, slip collar, martingale, prong collar, whatever, the pop is what you're trying to do to disengage the dog. So think about it, the difference between pulling the dog away, which is it sounds like what you're doing is you're kind of just click, 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 click. And then there's no more clicks to be had. So it's fully extended. And then you're kind of dragging the dog away or whatever, which is, um, it's okay to do. It's just not going to be that effective because Mm -hmm. again, think about it. If you have even, I can correct a dog on a harness this way. And what you do is that's what you want to think about is what kind of correction I could give a dog on a, on a harness well, you'd have to be really fast and you'd have to be really, really on time with it, right? So you'd basically um, put the dog in a harness and you'd snap really fast to get the dog's attention because if you pulled, right? So if, if, the, if the leash and collar are fully extended, the only thing you have left is just, oh, hold on, sorry. 
Um, the the somebody called me. The only thing that you have left is your leash and the dog. So you have full friction there, and then okay. you're just going to drag the dog back and forth. Okay. So if we're walking and there's another dog coming, mm-hmm. let's start with that. Mm-hmm. What do I look for? And well, I just, think you you're already doing everything right. I just think that the application of the correction is what you're what you're missing. So you're looking for what you've already said that you're looking for. You're looking for. I, I it sounds like you've done your research, and and that's that's awesome because that's half the battle. You, you don't want to ever correct curiosity, and you've already said that you 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 like that, you appreciate that. Um, you you're looking for the build. You're looking for the dog to start hyper focusing on other dogs in a negative way. You know, so ears up not looking at anything else, maybe tail straight up wagging back and forth. But at that point, you're already, you're already aware enough. You're, you're already dog aware enough to know that that's not a good build. So what you do is do what you're doing, just correct differently because that's, that's one of the main problems that people have on so many different levels. And that's why I'm so advocate for, for tools because I don't know, I would say, Definitely more than 60, maybe possibly 70% of, of dog owners who don't know how to use the equipment properly or haven't been told or haven't even watched a video on it, don't use it right. And a lot of times it just doesn't work, but sometimes it just makes things worse, actually. Um, and so anyway, um, I, I understand your frustration because you know, you're doing everything right. I think you just have a, a missing key component, but... The missing key component is going to be the difference between it actually working and it not working. Mm-hmm. Because you could have like a flexi and like a really crappy prong collar, but if you correct it properly, you're going to have more advantages than mm-hmm. what you're having now. But you already have the perfect setup for what you're doing. Yeah. So when you come out and you see a dog and you feel that build, what I like to do is um, put the prong collar kind of on the side. So you're a- you'll angle it. So the So the dogs are usually like, in the dog training world on the left side when you're handling. So if your dog's on your left side, you don't want to have your prong collar right on top of the head. You want to have it right. You want it is by his right. You want to have it right to the side a little bit kind of angled at you. So you have full advantage. So So what I try to do is pull his head towards me. Right. But here's the thing is, um, and it's great. It's a great point. And it, and it makes sense to what you're doing, but in, in the dog's mind, and this is this is just take this with a grain of salt. I'm just that's the only disadvantage we ha- uh, to be completely honest, the online training that we do is just as effective as as in in-house training because if you've watched any of my videos, it's a lot of lecture and it's a lot of just teaching people. Um, but the only disadvantage is I can't see the behavior as it happens, but I would say um, you got to think about it in a dog's perspective. If they're out in a walk and this this dog reactivity is just a thing. It's what you guys do. And he knows it, you know it, whatever. Maybe the other dog even knows it if they've encountered a couple times. When you come out and you start, you, you see the other dog or your dog sees the other dog, you immediately, your first line of defense is to kind of take the leash and pull the dog towards you or get the dog closer to you. And a lot of times that'll that'll preset the dog for locked and loaded so you're basically taking the safety off when you pull the dog towards you because you're 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 anticipating a bad reactivity right mm-hmm. so what you want to do is be very very binary with it and and that's what i tell people in class that you want to be good dog or bad dog 
And by that, I mean if you have pressure on the leash at all. So if your elbow goes from a little bit of degree up all the way up to a 90-degree correction, you're, you're giving pressure to the dog and telling them that they're doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> what I like to do is I say only correct the behavior you don't like and make it precise. So don't try to anticipate the, the reaction by you see a dog, you pull them a little closer. and then Because mm-hmm. in the dog's mind, you're setting them up. You're already telling them that this is going to be a negative experience. And mm-hmm. our ultimate goal as dog owners is to actually get over the behavioral challenges, not just correct it to try to get them away. You know what I mean? So that's our ultimate goal is to say, I don't even want this to happen. So it's not like a cheat sheet of how do I correct it to make it better. That's going to be your your first line of defense, of course. But the ultimate goal at the end is to say, I I, I can walk out with a flat collar. I don't even need to correct it because we've gotten over the behavior. Mm -hmm. So when you're you're walking forward, you have to do everything in your power to not preset the dog – Okay. For a negative experience, because then you're already you're already you're already flipping the switch on. Okay. Okay. So think about it in the movies where they have like the secret button, and they always have like a little a little plastic thing over that secret button, and you flip it up and then you hit the red button, right? Okay. So what you're doing is when you see another dog, is you're flipping that thing open, and you're just you're just waiting to hit the button, or your dog to hit the button to activate that. Okay. Yeah. So do the best you can. To be very binary with it, it's either good dog or bad dog. So, mm-hmm. so when you see a dog, try not to change your behavior at all because that'll preset the dog. I, I stand up straight. I don't look at him. I'm not always, you know, sweet talking, mm-hmm. real high pitch voice. I don't do any of that. Mm-hmm. I, I look ahead. I expect him to follow me, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> whatever he's doing, I can feel from the leash. I can feel if he's good. trying to go a little bit ahead. Yeah, but if um, if I don't see something, like say there's a jogger that runs past us, you know, he's reactive to that. And I don't even see it coming. And he's already lunged and he's already got the prong collar fully engaged. What do I yeah, do? Yeah, so that, I'm going to get into that in a second. But I just want to start off with uh, what I was talking about before is just that okay. step one is just do the best you can. Again, it sounds like you're doing everything right, which is awesome. Um, but just make sure that you're not doing that um, because that'll be the first step to him starting to build. So do the best you can because your leash is your pipeline of communication. So the leash doesn't always mean, okay, I'm going to put a rope in my dog and we're going to go out for a walk so they can poop and pee and they're back in. The leash is actually just your, your line. I mean, that's your connection between you and the dog. You can, don't be afraid. I tell people all the time, don't be afraid to have the leash on in the house, have the leash on in the car. It's, it's your communication line to talk to the dog. Um, So it's like the old, the old, uh, the old little cups that you put the wire on that that they used to do, and they put the ear up. That's exactly oh, yeah. what. It, that's exactly yeah. what it's like. So, when you're out, so going forward, when you get that reactivity, and that's exactly what I was talking about, is so many people. When it happens, it happens fast. It's like over in a second. Sometimes not, but it just it just comes and it and it goes. But you have to try to be in the moment and really try to figure out what's happening. And so the, again, the mechanics of the prong collar are very simple. Once it's fully extended, your correction's over. So once it's pop, 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 done. So once it's at the, like you did before when you pulled it all the way out, there's no more correction you can provide. And with your dog having a thick coat or even two coats, it's not going to to do anything when it's fully extended. Yeah. Should I make it a little bit bigger? No, that's not not going to do anything. What you want to do is you have to work on your correction. 
So okay. you have to be precise. And, and this is this is something that you have to practice. Again, like I, I did a video on it where I, sh I showed people how to do it um, on a chair where I just put a chair out. I hook my leash up to it. And again, here's what I want you to picture, okay? So going back to the harness correction is when the dog is at the end, and I say harness because a lot of, a lot of people can relate to that. It's very clear to them. Okay, you put, a, you put a leash on a harness, and then the dog moves forward, and your leash is fully extended, and then they do something you don't like. The only thing you can do is drag them backwards, right? So if you corrected the dog and your, and your, your equipment's fully extended, and when you do your correction, you're trying, to, you're trying to pop the dog at the end of the leash. You have no room to pop. You're, you're fully tight. So all you're going to do is pull the dog back. And in the animal kingdom, um, a lot of times if dogs are upset or frustrated or even excited, right? So say I took a puppy and I held it and there's a puppy at the other end of the room. That's going to build the dog up and they're going to launch forward like some sort of supercharged car, right? Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what you're doing on an on a, on a other end of the spectrum where it's a negative situation is and again you don't mean it so the prong collar becomes fully extended the e or, or i'm sorry the harness the flat collar whatever comes fully extended to your leash and you try to correct your dog but your dog's already fully extended there's no more slack so what you want to do is you want to almost move your hand forward to try to gain some some leash so you, okay. if you have a little dip in your leash that means you have an opportunity to correct your dog and then you pop and you'd say leave it yeah. The ultimate goal would be for you to not let your dog get fully extended. So when you're out, instead of doing that little pull, like click, 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 kind of you're adding pressure because that, that'll also too, because the prong collar, just like any other collar besides the flat collar, which the flat collar is only good for holding dog tags anyway. It's, it's actually a really unsafe collar to use when you're out in your walks. Um, Never use. Right, but you're, any collar that you use that has some sort of pressure uh, martingale, slip, dominant dog collar, whatever. Um, once it's again, once it's fully extended, you don't have any opportunity to to correct the dog at all. That you just keep pulling them backwards, yep. pulling them backwards. So you have to pop it. So instead of anticipating and and setting the dog up by click, 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 pulling them tight, watch your build. If you get something that you don't like, quickly pop them as fast as you possibly can. If it's fat, a, a ten-year-old can do this um, better than than a lot of people because it, you don't. We overthink it. We are way way overthink it. You just have to be fast. You don't have to be big and strong. And, and play video games. That's what. It yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but what you want to do is you you want to make sure that you're with the prong collar. It has an opportunity to co to correct the dog safely, um, and and it's this it's one of the safest tools you can use, and it makes it really clear. So I'd rather correct a dog once or twice on an hour walk. Then habitually yell at my dog over and over and over again with something else that doesn't have a clear picture. So when you do that pop, you want it to be very, very fast, very attention getting, because you got to think the dog starts building and all of a sudden you don't become anything. You don't become your the owner. You don't become anything. You just are there. Like the dog's like, why are you here? Just let me go. Mm -hmm. So you have to make sure that you're snapping your dog out of that that trance that they get into. Because that's what yep. it is. I mean, think about it when you watch National Geographic and you see a cheetah watching, um, you know, some sort of livestock or something. They are yeah. hyper-focused. That's what it's like. Right? And you need to be able to go in and go wham yeah. and just snap the dog out of it and then say heal or leave it. But the, the important part that I'm trying to, to, to get across is, is if your correction isn't a correction, it's not going to work. And yeah. that sounds silly, but again... 
you're not utilizing the prong collar as as intended. And so I want you to, again, be very hot and cold with it. So if he's not doing anything and he's curious, good boy, good heel, whatever you do. And then as soon as you get a negative build, you pop mm-hmm. that collar as fast as you can sideways to break him of that behavior. And then you use okay. your you use your verbal marker to say, leave it. Right. Okay. Because again, um, as, as dog trainers and handlers, our end goal besides getting over the behavior completely is sending a clear message to the dog that what they're doing is not acceptable, although they may want to do it because it's in their breed or it's in, you know, like a herding dog. Or, um, you know, I have dogs myself, personal dogs that just don't like other dogs. They're just, they're done. They're, they're, they don't like them. They won't, mm-hmm. they won't actively go after them. But if a dog comes up to them or gets in their vicinity, they will definitely try to kill the dog. That's a person, that's, that's, that's not a training thing. Obviously mm-hmm. that's a, that's a dog just making a decision to say, I don't like dogs anymore. I want my personal space. If I don't know them, I don't want them in my space. I respect that. And so you have to just make sure that when you get a build, you have to pop them out of that and say, okay, leave it. Okay. Even if the dog is never going to say, okay, I, I'll, I'll, I'll stop. I don't want to do this. So, so I, so the expectation of correcting a dog to try to get rid of the behavior is not mm-hmm. likely, but it's something that we are trying to accomplish. But in your case, if you get a super high focus prey driven dog that sees other dogs and just loses it, mm-hmm. all you're, all you're really asking is for the dog to cooperate on the leash and not be a, a jerk. Yeah, I, I don't expect him to be as playful as Cisco. That's just not his personality. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but but things that I just don't really things that he can do well. Uh, he can go to a groomer, no no problem. Always other dogs around. We can go to PetSmart, no problem. Mm-hmm. We can go to Bass Pro. Bass Pro sometimes has more dogs than PetSmart, mm-hmm. and you know no no problem there. Where are you from? Uh, well, I live in Cincinnati, mm. um, from Atlanta, Georgia, but that's that's cool. where I live. Um, <clears throat> so I can um, take him to Bass Pro. I mean, they're very, very dog friendly employees. They have treats. I let them give him treats because he can do a lot of tricks and stuff. So I let him do that. Um, <clears throat> let's see, where else can he go? Um, and I've taken a grooming class at a local vocational school. No problems there. And I cannot understand how I can walk into a room and there are other dogs there and there are some reactive dogs there. This other dog class that I was uh, trying to go to for rally, this instructor allowed bad behavior from other dogs. Ranger always got blamed because he was the biggest and he was the loudest. Mm -hmm. So these little bitty dogs that were, you know, if they were 80 pounds like Ranger, it'd be a big deal. Yeah, and they, you know, so anyway, I just got him, I've just changed. I've just, I've, mm-hmm. I've been going, I've, I've taken both my dogs to classes since eight weeks old. So <clears throat> it's not like I haven't tried, but these are not people that know a lot about dog behavior. Because right. this one woman, her answer to it was to do that dominant dog thing where you make the dog go down and you lay on top of it. Yeah. I don't do that. No, I, I have do it during class but it's i don't dangerous. want my 
I don't want my dog to see another dog coming and think, oh, great, now she's going to throw me on the ground. <laughs> yeah, that's, 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 that's silly. That, that is. Well, it's, 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 to me, it's dangerous. I, I would never do that unless I absolutely had to. But to, to yeah. suggest that to your clients to suplex your dog and go into WrestleMania every time they saw another dog is just – but you know what? It's, it's, I'm glad that you mentioned that because it, it, what I try to provide is, is very simple to to dog training um because it, it i want to do what makes sense to you and i've had clients come in and they said my old trainer told me to bite my dog on the nose or to bite him on the cheek or bark at them in their face and i'm looking at them and i'm and they're laughing you know and they're like yeah it's true they said that and i said does that make sense to you they go no i was i was afraid to get bit and i said well then then well, don't you drop you, you you did the right decision just kind of drop it and, and move away if it doesn't make sense but anyway um so, yes, so moving forward, I, I want you to, to make sure, because you can, have, you can have everything set up properly, but if you don't use that collar correctly, it, it'll never work. Okay. And so you need to be able to pop it. So you can, again, look at that video that I put out. I want to say it was... Not, not, <laughs> yeah, not the last. So I have, I have, if you go on my YouTube channel, I have one upload that's, it's basically an online session like this. And Is then it the, in yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, it was probably late last week. I uploaded it. I usually do like okay. two a week, but I have, um, yeah, I have one late last, um, I have one that's an online thing. And then I have another one. And at the end of that session, <clears throat> I explain actually how to do the correction properly. And it's again, it, and it's the difference between the dog being pulled away. Cause that's what you're doing is you're basically tightening up your leash and you're just pulling the dog away. And you would think, and that's the reason why you do it is because you're like, yeah, but the prongs, yeah, but the prongs are very small, very rounded. Um, and your dog has a thick coat, so it doesn't do anything. So what right. you want to do is you want to use those prongs to snap your dog's attention away from that to disengage them before they hit a certain yeah. zone that it's uncontrollable. So, so I should start doing that sooner than I'm doing it. Um, well, again, I, there's a, uh, yeah, I mean, but there's, you got to be careful that you want your dog to get over these things. So you got to, there's a fine line between curiosity and reactivity. So just make sure that you're not correcting for, hey, who are you? Wham. Oh, okay. Cool. Because, um, okay. again, the ultimate goal is for your dog to um, get over it. But um, what I would suggest is if you can get around another dog um, that's stable or balanced enough that's just going to hang out and not do anything with their owner and just sit there, you can really mm -hmm. work on it that way where you can read the dog's behavior. The nose going, the nose sniffing in the air, those are all good things. Good boy, reward that. Um, and then as soon as you get that, you know. you, you when, know. when you say reward, are yeah. you talking? I mean, I, I've cut way, way back uh, on my treats. No, 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 So no a treat. reward, right? I'm rewarding my dogs right now. They're both, well, two of them, two out of the three are behind me. They're getting rewarded because they're in the same room with me. They love me to death, as all dogs do to their owners. So him so, just laying here by my yeah, side. Yeah, he loves that. Don't don't think that – see, and that's the problem with where we're at right now in dog training. And, and to be honest, the only reason why I'm super frustrated with it is dogs are dying because of it. And a reward doesn't have to be a piece of steak or chicken. A reward is just telling – in your case, what I was applying to is good, leave it. That's it. When you when you look at your dog, there's chemicals in their brain that makes them that makes them happy, um, 
and you don't have to to give and that's why I tell my my clients when they're when they're new into the training program I say okay reward your dog and they go running to their running to their their treat pouch and I'm like you don't I said okay yeah you're not wrong but you don't have to give your dog food to reward them look at them pat them on the head and say good job and move on you don't have to give them all these different things okay um so on my end it says that there's a poor connection um I'm on wi-fi so I don't know if anything changed but that's okay no I can see you fine perfect that's all that matters um so anyway um yeah, so don't think that you have to give your dog food. You can reward them without food. You can just say, so again, if your dog knows really clearly, and it sounds like you've done a pretty good job at um, doing everything, to be honest. I'm, I'm really happy with that. Um, if your dog knows really clearly like what leave it means or what heal means, and you, you get into a situation where there's another dog, where normally or typically there's uh, a conflict and you say good, leave it, your dog's going to go, okay, good means, so a good is a reinforcer for anything. So if you say good, and it's really about the tone that you do. So you can say good, or you can literally say bad dog, and they're going to get excited. So the way that you do it is reinforcing, so they know that that's a positive thing. So if you look at your dog and go ranger, they're going to get really excited, right? And they're going to say, oh, this is going to be great. So when you reinforce with good, and then you say leave it, and they know what leave it means or they know what heal means, they're going to say, okay, I've done this behavior good. Because if you said um, like bad or a negative, like bad heal or leave it, and you got really stern with it, then the dog is going to know that they're being punished because they go off tone. Do you know what I mean? Okay. So anyway, when you're passing through, you can just, if your dog doesn't react, you can say good, good, leave it. And you don't have to overdo it. So don't, you know, take this with a grain of salt. I'm just giving you some some opportunities to reward your dogs without food. Just a good leave it and just keep moving. So it's some sort of positive reinforcement. Okay, so when you talk about reinforcement, reinforcement is to try to keep that around. You're trying to capture that behavior. You want that to stick, stick, stick. And so when you say good, that's positive because you can do negative reinforcement as well. But in this case, positive reinforcement over the behavior that you want is going to... Uh, give you a, a better opportunity for that behavior to stick around and, and the dog is going to go, okay, great. So when I walk past dogs and I don't do this, I get a good from my handler, or my mom. I love that. You know, she's my best friend ever. But then as soon as I act this way, I get all this bad stuff. I get leave it. So I get a negative reinforcer um, over, over bad behavior with, with the negative tone and, and the dogs don't like that. Again, if you came into your room and you said, who's a bad boy? Or who, even if you said, who's a bad or who's a good girl or who's a whatever, in, a, in, a, in the type of way that you do it is going to dictate what you mean. And so the dog will ultimately know, okay, this is good, this is bad. And you have to be very binary with it to keep your communication on point. Okay. So <clears throat> that's what I would start doing is, is practicing your corrections and have a clearer uh, state of mind going into it and trying to get around some dogs that can be kind of demo dogs that you know your dogs are going to react to that aren't going to react back and you can okay. spend some time around. Okay. Now I have a, I really think that you are going to be like an up and coming YouTube person. And I hope that all, if you get attention or offers, that it doesn't change what you're doing because what you're doing makes sense. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it. And that's and, why I, I started that YouTube is I, I said, I'm just going to put a camera in the room and just do a, do a session. And 
the more people watched it, they were like, I can follow this. This makes sense. And um, I appreciate that very much. And that's, that's what mm-hmm. I try to convey is I don't try to confuse people. Uh, I can sit down and talk to a professional dog trainer and use all these fancy words that a lot of other people wouldn't understand, but that's, that's not what I do. And I was a dog owner first before I got into dog training and I naturally got into, I didn't, I never wanted to work with dogs professionally. It was just something that I was naturally. Yeah. It was just not, it was not, it was all natural to me. And then once I realized that dogs were dying for the things that I could easily help them with is when I got into it. Well, I think you, excuse me, my voice is just not right, but, um, I really think that you are one of those people that doesn't work a day in their life because you love what you do. Yeah, I do. And it's not work. <laughs> and that shows. And Thank I don't you. Know. <laughs> Thank you very much. I appreciate it. I'm glad that that comes through because. It does. And, you know, I'm just, just letting you know if you ever, you just may not get, you know, I don't know who gives you feedback. I don't know what kind of feedback you get from what, it might, what my daughter calls them. Uh, on youtube so yeah they're out there yeah they're out there well i appreciate it very much and now i'm gonna keep doing it i mean that's i get i get a lot of feedback good feedback um and i appreciate everybody that takes their time to say hey keep doing it because for me that's ammunition for me at the end of the day where i'm like you know if i'm tired or i'm sick or i'm like ah people don't really want to see this um you know, it, it, it really does make a difference because um, there's been a lot of times where that, you know, the same thing that I get where you're like, hey, it makes a difference. I, I have comments, people send me messages and emails. They're like, hey, you literally have saved my dog's life from that mm-hmm. one video I did like two years ago that I have never thought about again. So, yeah, it's yeah. really, really nice to hear. And it gives me a lot of uh, ammunition to, to continue to do what I do. Thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. I hope that it was informative. I hope you learned something. More importantly, I hope it helps you help your dog. And if you did, let me know. Give me some feedback. And as mentioned in this podcast, I run off of ammunition from you guys. I mean, I'm always going to do this, but the more feedback I get from you guys as a community, the more I can learn and do things that you guys want to see that's going to benefit from you guys. So if you haven't yet, subscribe to my YouTube channel. It's just search up Upstate Canine Academy on YouTube. Hit subscribe. Make sure you turn on the little bell that uh, gives you a notification when I upload. We're doing about two uploads a week on a bunch of different great stuff. And, of course, you can follow me here on the, ups, uh, or on the uh, No Bad Dogs podcast. And you can follow me on Instagram at Tom Davis and then my business at Upstate Canine Academy on Instagram. And on Facebook, it'll be America's Canine Educator. So... Thank you guys so very much. And again, give me some feedback. Let me know what you guys think. We'll talk to you next time. Peace.